Welcome to Teachings in the Air. air, air. Welcome to Teachings in the Air podcast with Jerry Oldman, coming to you from Hunkameenam Territory with a podcast series about Indigenous men's health and wellness. We aim to inspire, motivate, and empower Indigenous men to be sound in mind, body, and spirit because that's what health means. Jerry Oldman coming to you with a special edition of Teachings in the Air. I'm at the most beautiful, one of the beautiful spots in Coast Salish territory, a place called Loon Lake, where the beautiful people from Katsi would come and probably hunt and gather roots from the cedar trees and maybe cedar bark. It's just so beautiful here. And this podcast is called Going Home. I've been here with this beautiful group, and it's called um, Sacred Circle. And it's about healing the community. And I've been waiting for this since 1995, where people start to think about the whole community. Because we have been concentrating on individuals with addictions with issues around violence, around poverty, and fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. You know, we've been facing it all, the problems that have come to us. You know, and I I was thinking of this sacred circle, and I was thinking that's where we come from. You know, before contact with Europeans, we had our own systems. We had hereditary chiefs that were trained to lead the people, that knew all the laws and remind the people what our laws were, how to live with each other, how to live with the land that we're on, with the fish in the water, the animals that go on the, on the land, and the birds in the air. We had responsibility. The hereditary chiefs would say, that berry patch over there, you take care of it. And our people would do that. So we had our own system, and we had ways of parenting. We, I, I can remember my granny 
telling me to talk to the baby as soon as you know the baby's there inside the mom and say positive messages to that baby. And I, I remember I was thinking of my granny, my late grandmother, Shirtit. I'd say, my, my granny is superstitious. Then one day I was watching a video in a health clinic and they were videoing a baby inside the mom. And one of the people tapped the side of that mother's tummy. And you could see that baby in there look where the sound's coming from. I see that baby's listening. And that's why my granny would say, all positive words go to that baby when they're inside the mom. And also when they come out. And now I look at that and that's common sense, that's beautiful. They wouldn't let the mother be around anger or negativity in those times. And so we had our way of parenting. When there's puberty rights, when they become men and women, we had ways of marking that as a special time. And the family would work together to go through the rites of passage, they call it. Now they're a young man or a young woman. And after the ceremony of the fasting and whatever they're doing, they'd have a feast and a big giveaway. And say, I want, we want all of you to know now this is our young man and our clan. And we want you to treat him like a man so he'll act like a man. Or this is a young woman now. She's gone through the rites of passage. You know, she has her signs that she's a woman now. And we want you to treat her like a woman. So we had ways of raising children to where they're going to be complete when they're adult. They know what they're here for. They know their responsibilities. That's where we come from as a people in regards to our children. And also they had ways, you know, to treat the food and everything that keeps us alive. I brag to people now when I talk to them, when I talk to Canadians, I say, when we're here by ourselves, nothing was going extinct. We always have salmon, deer, moose, shellfish, whatever we're eating, berries, because we take care of it. We're taught to take care of it. Our chiefs would tell us to take care of it. So that's where we come from. We took care of each other from the cradle to the grave. And if somebody make a mistake, they have a shame feast, a potlatch. And they fix that mistake. And the one that has, was a victim that got hurt by one of our clan members, his clan or her clan would make sure that it's fixed to the satisfaction of the ones that are hurt. So there's restitution. And they would keep giving and giving until the family says, enough, it's fixed now. And they call it a never to talk about it again feast. I thought that's such a beautiful concept that you're going to fix it and then we don't have to talk about it anymore. It's done. It's gone. And that's where we come from as a people. We had these systems to keep harmony in our society. We we're civilized. We had beautiful music, beautiful dances, beautiful masks. Everything we had, we carve it or we mark it with beautiful markings. Our houses, our ladles, where I'm from, they make beautiful mountain goat ladles with carvings on them. I remember a pipe that one of my elders gave me. It had a hand carved underneath the bowl. 
and it was beautiful, a beautiful pipe. And they were doing all of this without metal. We had beautiful canoes. We made ours out of cottonwood. So that's where we come from, a time of peace and happiness. And if troubles come, we know how to fix it. I just wanted to start this podcast about going home because that's a picture I want to paint. That's where we're going to go. That's our goal, to go back to that way of harmony and happiness again and peace in our villages because that's where we come from. You know, and I remember the teachings of our elders and they say, oh, be careful and sincere with your words when you're talking, especially to babies and to other human beings. Be careful and be sincere. One of my elders told me, to make it clear in my mind, because I was a young man, and he says, don't you dare play with that word love. When you say you love someone, you mean it. You be sincere. Don't play with that word. He says, you'll hurt yourself and you'll hurt the person you're saying it to. You know, I was lucky to have elders talk to me and share about our way of life. Not only in my territory, but other territories I go to, they share with me because they can see I'm interested and that I believe in our way of life. So then I, now I come to why I'm here, why I'm at Loon Lake. You know, there's this group of people that are working on helping our communities to heal. You know, and the way I see it, we're doing it for the children and grandchildren. You know, we've made our mistakes as adults. We've been through the residential school and the 60s scoop, and it's definitely had an impact on us. We've felt the racism. We felt things that were unfair that happened to us, and we lived that result. But I think about, well, why should we fix it? because we want our children and grandchildren not ever have to deal with this. Because we'll share it with them if we don't fix ourselves, we don't heal ourselves. Because when we got hurt at a residential school or a 60 scoop or wherever we got hurt, we become either angry, afraid, or depressed, or all three of them. Then we walk around like that every day. That's why so many of our people got into addictions like I did, doing alcohol and drugs to mask that pain, to hide that pain from being hurt by other human beings. And also, we come through that storm, and sometimes that storm's still with us. So I'm with this group now at Loon Lake, called, you know, Sacred Circle. And we come together. They've been meeting now, I don't know how long, but they meet every once in a while and talk about what can we do? What can we do in our community so our people will work together again to raise the children? We'll work again together to build our homes because we used to build all our longhouses, all our pit houses and winter dwellings together. And I know we need to go back to that again. 
I know that. I believe that. And I'm so happy that I come here. And I know that's what the talk is. First off, we, we need to, like I say, say hello to our problems. Then we can start to say goodbye to them. And to do that, we go to those places where we've been afraid in our community, are angry, are depressed because of how some of our relatives are, have been acting or how we acted in the past. So we come together. First off, to talk about our own healing and then start to talk about how do we heal our men? How do we heal the women, the teenagers, the children, our grandparents? What can we do so they feel peace and harmony in their heart, in their mind? You know, these Coast Salish people got a saying, it's Aishkwalawan, means to have a good heart and a good mind. You know, because when we connect that mind and heart, we can go through life much easier. If we just live in our mind all the time, we get in trouble. Or if we're just too emotional all the time. But we connect them. Then our mind gets clear and our feelings get strong about healing and about wellness. So that's what I'm here for in Loon Lake. You know, I'm, I'm so impressed with the people I see that come here to work at this. I told them when I see them, I said, I have great respect for you because you're taking on a big challenge. I myself worked for many years working with one-on-one -on -one or with families to help them. But to think of the whole community? No, I thought about it, but I never done it. And these ones are actually going there. And my respect for them is just so huge because of the potential. I know I traveled across Canada to our communities, indigenous communities, and we're all hurting the same way seems like it. Addiction, suicide, violence, poverty. So if we can start to develop a template or a way for people to become one again, to heal, to learn different ways of teaching children in this new age, because our children now remember when I was saying my granny said, say good words to that baby when they're inside the mom. I know some of the babies today are hearing arguments because our people were not taught to be careful and sincere with their words. I know it happened in my own family with my own daughters, you know, and my granddaughter when they start to have children. So now I, I tell them, be careful and sincere with your words when you talk to your children. Because our, how we value ourselves, what they call self-esteem. If you think you're valuable, you're going to take care of yourself. You're going to be careful what you put into your body, what you do to your body or to your mind. So that's what these people are about here. And I, you know, I'm smiling now because I was thinking, wow. And I told them, I, I come here to encourage you. 
and tell, let you know I respect you and I'm proud of you for coming together like this. I don't know very many people that do that. I know lots of people that help people one-on-one -on -one or individual families. There's lots of people like that. And that's good. We need that. But to think of a community, because where we come from, we knew, you know, the child was best when it's parented by lots of people. All the uncles and aunties and grandparents part of the parenting. Not just the mother and father. I know a lot nowadays we got single parents too parenting their children. And, I, you know, I, my dream is that we go back to that way. Now when I go home, I talk to my nephews. I told my brother, I said, I want to talk to your sons. I want to start living up to that term uncle. And I want to talk to my nephews. So I talked to them and told them, you know, I love you. You're my blood. I know your grandparents. That's my dad and my mom. Then the ones from your mother's side. I said, so I want to talk to you about doing your best. You know, find your gift, whatever it is. You could be a carpenter, a plumber, a teacher, a nurse, a doctor, a dentist, whatever it is. I want to encourage you, nephews, to find that gift. To go out, you know, and make a life for yourself. So I talked to my relatives. I was talking to my granddaughters, you know, last Christmas, about where they come from. I tell them stories about our, our um, ancestors, about their great, 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 great grandmothers that were strong, that didn't know anything about giving up or quitting. They pick berries, they make beautiful I, remember, I know my grandmothers and my, on both sides and their moms made beautiful cedar root baskets. I see pictures of them. And they make clothing out of mountain goat hair, deer hide, moose hide, beavers, you know, wolf. They make their own clothing and they take care of each other. I tell my granddaughters that because I wanted to get it in their mind that we can take care of ourselves and each other. That's my dream, that that start to happen and that they, they be careful what happens to their body and their mind and their spirit. Because I'm like any parent, I worry, or any grandparent, I worry. But I'm so happy when I have a chance to talk to them and I see them listening. I'll sing a song for them. I'll tell them a story. I have one little granddaughter. I was telling them stories. And she's standing right in front of me looking at me. I was standing up and I had my granddaughters and daughters in her room and I'm talking to them. And she's standing in front of me and I'd stop and have a drink of water and she says, mm-hmm. And I started talking again. And she kept all the way through the story. When I stopped, she'd go, mm-hmm, and look at me and smile. And I remember that day like it was yesterday. That granddaughter was medicine for me. 
was that she wants to hear the teachings and that she can hear them and that we must start to reach out to them when they're very young and start telling them about goodness, telling them about success, telling them about safety, telling them to look at their future. You know, that we must all do that together. And let them know if they need help, don't be afraid to come to us. We'll work together as a family to help you. That's my dream that we start to go back to that way. That's why this podcast is called Going Home. And I mean going home to our way of life before contact with Europeans. Because I believe in that life. I tell people today, I'm so proud of our people because when the Europeans first come here, we're very healthy. That we're strong in our mind and our body and our spirit. And nothing, hardly anything could beat us. That's how strong we were. And we lived to old age. My great-grandfather is 105 when he passed. I was reading about Europe, and they were saying in 1492, European men were dying by the time they're 45 years of age. Then, meanwhile, us, we have elders living to old age because we're healthy. That's where we come from because we have a healthy diet. Deer meat, moose, seaweed, all of those foods we live on would make us strong physically. We need to go back as much as we can. I know it's hard now. Some of the food is disappearing. But as much as we can, go back to that way. Go back to those ways of making our own food, preserving it, start to make clothing, you know, and, uh, baskets. I, one of my dreams is that I see babies in baskets, whether they be birch bark or cedar roots, that our babies be in there. Because it helps them with their posture. And that way you can hang them in a tree. And I know that babies, they'd say my mom would be picking berries and she'd hang me in a tree and the wind would rock me. And my body is straight. You know, and I think of those ways are beautiful ways. And I, and I dream about them coming back and our people doing that again. You know, for the safety of that baby and the health of that baby. Sometimes I, I think I'm old-fashioned, I guess, or the way I used to think about my granny. And uh, she would tell us what to do, and I'd say, oh, granny, you're superstitious. But now I look back and I say my granny was very smart, very intelligent, a genius. Because what she was saying and what she was doing, she lived it and she was living proof that it was good. Because my granny, when she passed, she was old. I don't really know how old she was. But she taught me how to dry fish and be really patient with me how to cut the fish. Called me son. And when I first cut the fish, she was laughing and she was proud of me. She says, that's beautiful, son. And there it was, I knew it wasn't. 
you know, the cuts were wrong and stuff. He says, no, you get better each time you cut a fish, son. Most important thing is you start. So I learned how to wind dry fish by the Fraser River with my granny and her son. They lived there for two weeks drying salmon. And I went, I said, Mom, I want to learn. So she taught me, her and her son. And they were good teachers. They didn't laugh at me and by mistakes. They just said, you'll get better. You'll get better. You know, don't worry. And sure enough, I think I'm a pretty darn good fish cutter, you know, today. It's because of how they taught me. You know, so. You know, the I believe some of the things we can do are very simple and don't cost money. I was telling the group today, you know, get people, go sit by the fire like we're sitting now. We're sitting by this beautiful little fire by Loon Lake. And talk about what we can do and what we're doing and where we come from, more importantly. Because that way we have a reference point that it was true back then. That's how they lived. Then we can say, let's go back to that. You know, because I, you know, I grew up and I seen alcoholism all around me. And I don't blame my uncles and my aunties for that, because I know they were hurting now when I look back. Because when they're sober, they were beautiful people. My uncle taught me how to make snowshoe, lace them, and patient. When he was drunk, yes, he was a get ugly man sometimes. But when he was sober, he was a good man. So I know today, have a little bit of understanding how they could be like that. But I've forgiven them for their mistakes because I made those same mistakes. So when we come to Loon Lake to go back to a sacred circles, sacred circles are families, like they're holding hands in a circle and they work together. And circles for us is important as indigenous people because we know life is a cycle. You start being born, you go around. And you're born, you know, you can hardly see, you don't have teeth and you're weak. And you go around that circle, full circle, and you get to be old, you start to lose your eyesight People need to help you around, you know. I know that's true because I'm coming to that. I'm 70 now. I still have, I can still move good. But I know 20 years from now, maybe 30 years from now, they're going to have to help me around. So I've gone full circle. You know, and uh, our people understood that. We respect elders. You know, we... Nowadays we have to change a little bit and say we respect healthy elders and we pray for the ones that aren't healthy, that they get healing. Because they've been through things. We don't know what they've been through when they were young. Because you look at me, 70 years old, and my mom went to residential school and she was hurt there. You know, so, you know, so I understand that today and I forgave my mom for not teaching me the language, her and my dad, because they were protecting me. 
knife. Finally, I asked him, it must have been in 92. And she said, son, they beat me up for speaking language and I was a little girl. That's all I knew was Statlium. And all the girls, I watched them being punished for speaking their language. When she was telling me that, I forgive my mom because I resented her and my dad for not teaching me the language. I forgive, that means I let go of my resentment to them. That's what I done when she told me what happened. It's not her fault. Because she knew I'm gonna go to a residential school. And if I'm just speaking Statlium, that they might beat me for that. So all of those things that happen that take us away from the sacred circle, you know, we can fix that. And we are. I know because I come here and there's people from these beautiful villages on the West Coast working together to repair the circle. You know, and that's, to me, that filled me with hope, you know, to see that commitment. Uh, recently, someone told me that, you know, love, the best love is a committed love when people make a commitment to another human being. I'm going to help you. I'll take care of you if you need it. I'll share with you. That's what love is. And when that is consistent and there's good warm feelings between the two people or the whole family. And I know that's where we all come from as indigenous people. And that we are going to go home. We are going to revive those ways again. And I feel that um, there are people that are hungry for that knowledge. That's why I, I, I have teachings in the air. Because... When we hear people talk about where we come from and what it was like, we can wake up a hunger and say, hey, I want to be that way. And I could hear my granny laughing, real laughter. And I could see her eyes sparkling when she's with her grandson, that's me. And I'm cutting fish or I'm packing water for her. I'm doing things for her. And she loved her grandson. That feeling, we must revive it and make it strong because that's what the sacred circle is. When we love one another and respect one another and help one another and be generous with each other, that's a sacred circle. We're connected. Everything is, is what they call inclusive. That means we all belong. We're all part of it. We're not individuals. We're one. We're connected. That's what family's meant to be. So that's what, um, that's what I'm feeling now by this fire, by this lake, that that's where we're going to and that's what we're working for. I'm not alone in those wishes and those dreams. I heard people talking today and last night about the same dream, the same wishes, that there be peace in the community, 
that there be laughter and happiness and safety in the community. That's what I hear from the people today. And I heard people he um, healing because they're crying. I told people, when you feel, you heal. And you start to free yourself of the hurts when you weep. And don't stop it. Don't swallow the hurts. Let it go. We're doing healing today, and we're taking hurts away from each other. And um, it was a good day today, you know, for me to sit with the people in sacred spirit, you know, that come together to to put their minds together to see what we can do for the children and the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. That's, I see, what the work was today, and there was all ages in. They're just, usually it's just, you know, people that work in the health field or as counselors, but I, there was youth with us today, and I was so proud of them to come here and think about the people. Brought tears to my eyes to see them when I first see them. There's a young man, a couple of young ladies, you know, and I'm going, whoa. That's special for me. And there's other ones, and some of them are grannies. Young grannies, you know, <laughs> parents. And we come together put our minds together to see what we can do for the future. That's what Sacred Circle is about to me. And um, an elder told me, you know, everything is round. The world is round. The moon, the sun, your pupil and your eye is round. You know, the trees are round and the plants, the stems are round. And it's an indication of the cycle of life, that everything goes round and round and round. And that we, and we know that, we learn from that, that everything is a cycle. And that we have to be patient with each other when we step onto being a human and travel around that circle. We must help each other. That means we help all the babies on that circle. We start to teach them. Then the tweens and the teens, you know, we do the same. And for the adults and the elders, we all help each other. Respect one another on that cycle, that circle. Because we're going around. We're on a journey. So that's what I wanted to say to you today about Sacred Circle. I want you to join the sacred circle by being careful and sincere with your words when you talk to the children and to each other. About being respectful when people are speaking, listen to them with everything you have. And then you can respond after they're finished. Be respectful that way. Respect each other, you know, and um, have boundaries. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Or ask someone, hey, you need a hand? Don't be afraid to do that. Because that's what our people used to do. You know, and my, my grandfather, just uh, one little quick story to demonstrate that. My, ma my, my grandmother and her husband, my grandfather, their house burnt down. They had a log house. 
Oh, living by a tent by where their house used to be. My, my mom was telling me the story. She said, my dad went out and cut down all these logs and hauled them to the, where the house used to be with horses. When he had enough, he's going to start building the house, rebuilding the house, and he cleaned off the foundation. And the next morning, he's going to start building his house. And she said, you know, Jerry, they woke up and... Um, because my mother was a little girl then, and they went out to the tent. And there's men from the village come to help them build the house, rebuild. Didn't have to ask them. They were watching and they knew. I believe that's our people. That used to be our way. And because it used to be our way, we can do it again. We can help each other like that and create these strong bonds of friendship amongst the clans by helping each other. So that's been my dream. That's been my, I wonder how we're going to do it, how we're going to create the sacred circles again. And I know today, by today, we're going to do it by coming together and talk about it and share ideas how to do it. Um, encourage each other support each other and that we are going to I think we're going to go home we're going to go back to that way of life and part of it's because we have to you know and the other part because it's beautiful it's a good way you know so I'd encourage you to think about this whoever listens to this podcast that put it in your mind I'm going to become part of a sacred circle again. And that's called family or clan. And I'm going to participate with that circle in a way of where I'm going to help and I'm going to encourage and I'm going to teach. And most importantly, I'm going to share food when I got it. If I get an elk or a deer, and if I know an elder, I'm going to bring them the heart and the liver because they love that stuff or the moose nose or whatever, you know, you're going to bring it to the elders, you know. And that will make the circle strong. Or you're going to teach a youngster how to cut, and that makes the circle strong. We, we, we make the circle strong. Nobody else is going to do it for us. We make it strong. And we do that by participating with each other, interacting. So that's what I wanted to share with you today because I'm motivated and inspired about this whole concept of sacred circle. And to me, that means family. That's sacred. And we make it sacred again, we won't hurt each other. We won't use harsh words with each other. We'll help each other. And the most important thing is we'll help ourselves. We'll change ourselves for the better. So I want to thank you for listening to this podcast and um, look forward to sharing more with you. I have other things I'm going to be having uh, works that we're going to share with you on teachings in the air. So don't forget to get a hold of us through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email. We'd like to hear from you. We'd like to hear what some of the things you might want to learn about. And, uh, and I'll talk to people about it if I hear something from you. 
So we can make this a two-way thing as we grow here, that'd be great. I'd just love to hear from you. So I'd just like to thank you for tuning in to Teachings in the Air, wherever you are. Thank you. Would you like to say a few words?